0: welcome to the old news fresh thoughts podcast where we talk about pop culture and current events with your hosts harrison holland
1: and mike aladala
0: and today we have some interesting topics that we'll be discussing and the first thing we're going to get into here is um about technology the dopamine uh driven feedback loop and like technology in a Addiction in essence and then we've, we've got another story about the game fortnite and about the company that made the game fortnite they're suing a 14 year old for cheating in the game uh, and there's some interesting ideas to unpack with that so without further ado we'll just get right into it so it's uh, been a few days since we've recorded a, a podcast so yeah. how, how have you been mike i've been all right you know, know finals yeah we've had finals it's a little stressful you know but that goes. uh you know how that goes you just pump that out and just pump it
1: up move on keep it moving we're on winter break now
0: yeah it'll be nice how keep, have you been i've been pretty well man i'm looking forward to recording some more podcasts oh yeah definitely it's gonna be a good time
1: looking forward to getting to sleep in now
0: yeah yeah so um with the technology and addiction uh discussion kind of what has sparked this for me i've listened to some people talk about this and it's really interesting a lot of these social media platforms they implement these um dopamine feedback loops so that's like notifications Mm -hmm. and um, they use these kind of incredibly deceptive tactics to get to capture your attention to get you on the app initially and keep you on and that's the metric by which they're measuring success it's the the attention industry um, and when you hear about some of the tactics they use it's really incredible and this started with these companies so like snapchat and facebook for example they, they had like teams of like uh like i know facebook is probably it was hundreds of people and their their sole job was to uh study and understand human psychology um and figure out how they can get you on, like I said, and keep you on to capture your attention. And now that has kind of shifted. All those people that used to work at these companies have been fired because they have an algorithm that does the job for them. And what's concerning about these algorithms, and we'll get into kind of some of the people that are talking about this and what they have to say on it. um, But the issue with these algorithms is they are so good at capturing attention. And they're... Mm -hmm able to improve themselves and of course there's always the side of this it's like well if people don't want to be on their phones for that long they have to be more disciplined and you know kind of work past that themselves like it's kind of, there's kind of this issue of fault for people who are on their phones all the time but that really isn't the case when you realize that these algorithms take into account human psychology and and these kind of psychological trips people have and that it's not necessarily, it's not someone's fault. I mean, they're studying how to break your oath to keeping off your phone and getting you back on. And there's a lot of ethical concerns in terms of just what you're persuading people to do and how addictive this can become. And because of the algorithms, it's really become a race to the bottom. Um, And, Now, this was a few years ago, but there was a Facebook, uh, he was a VP at Facebook, and uh, there's, I have an article pulled up here, it says, former Facebook VP says, social media is destroying society with dopamine-driven feedback loops, and he resigned, Uh, he worked there for four years, and he says, and I quote, I think the I think in the back deep Deep recesses of our minds, we kind of knew something bad could happen," says Palapitiya. Don't know. I'm sure I butchered that, but I think the way we defined it was not like this. And what he's talking about is, you know, how deceptive these mechanics and mechanisms have become with Facebook, and how addictive it's become. Um, it's really unethical how they're persuading people to use just ungodly amounts of time on on facebook um and i think that's a good place to kind of start just unpacking the idea of like persuading people to use their time a certain way because i don't think if you signed up to like get a phone right Mm -hmm. it's been kind of an incremental thing it's not like you got everyone gets their phone and it was this these algorithms were in place right away it's been kind of leading up to this point um but there's the like I said, the concern of how someone is using their time and, and how much of the time they're using and what would they otherwise want to be doing. And I think if I asked you, do you want to spend five hours on your phone today, what would you say? I would say no. Because, yeah. That's yeah, a, there's
1: just so many better things I could do with five hours of
0: time. And But the problem is, it's like, this is how long people are on their phones. Is
1: that the average? I
0: don't know hours. if that's – I think it's four or five hours. Four to five And hours. then the average amount of pickups per day is, like, 150. Per, so, yeah, okay. So that's just picking up your phone and opening it and being on it for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean these algorithms are really good. And, I mean, even if you know about this I, – I know mm-hmm. about this. I'm quite conscious of it, and I've read into it a little bit. And it, it's captured me, and, and I've purchased apps to, like, get me off my phone – And so I use my phone less and it's been successful, but it hasn't been that successful. I'm still captured in these loops.
1: Yeah. uh, Going back to the point that you made earlier about the whole uh, notification thing for me is I've had like pretty much all the major social medias. I would consider that um, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, probably since like seventh grade, eighth grade and um, over time. Just like, I mean, you don't notice it at the time, but kind of at like now, you know, in hindsight, reflecting back, you kind of notice how the notifications have evolved to pull you in and get you on those apps. Like, you know, back back in the day, you know, three or four years ago, it was like whenever something that related to you... Um, Kind of like, you know, whenever something related to you, if someone liked your Instagram post or retweeted your uh, tweet or liked your tweet or, you know, someone mentioned you on Facebook, you'd get a notification from that, right? But, you know, now these days you get like a notification from Twitter saying like, oh, these three people just followed this account or these two people like this tweet. And you get that notification Mm -hmm. and you see it. And in hopes of you swipe on your phone and you open up Twitter and you get sidetracked on Twitter by something else that you see.
0: And they ca- Yeah, they get and you they ca- something you that else. Way.
1: Or, you know, Instagram will be like, you know, oh, someone added to their story for the first time in mm-hmm. a while, you know? Like, it doesn't really have anything to do with you, but it's just a notification, so you see it. You're like, ah, oh, might as well go check it out. You check it out, then you go start checking something out, and you go check something else out after that, and you're just pulled in into this, you know, constant loop of, just checking 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 like looking for something new when in reality everything is the same
0: Mm -hmm. and yeah and what's really interesting kind of back into the the mechanics of these likes and how they've evolved um it used to be where people would like your post maybe you'd get a notification and for example like on instagram or facebook you open up and there's like a little tab at the bottom that's like kind of explicitly for things related to you. So like if someone likes your picture, it's um, it, you know it sends you a notification. And some of the things they've done are just incredible. So they use they are now using it on almost all the major uh, social media platforms. That is Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, probably more, where likes are used. Um, that they use this mechanism of anticipation for kind of, uh, I want to say like an increased dopamine release. So like when you open the app, there's a short delay, but from when you, because you open the app and then you immediately get notifications in app that you've gotten likes from how many people. And what they'll do is they'll delay the likes for just like a second. And you kind of get this feeling of anticipation, and then you get the feeling of reward once you see that uh, so many people have liked your post. I mean, a lot of um, really deceptive tactics of, of the sort. And I mean, if if I haven't heard about that from someone else, like, I don't think anyone would have realized. I mean, that's very intentional. Mm. And um, it just feeds this response in, in you, like, it feels good, like it got the likes and... Um, and it keeps you coming back and it's, yeah, it's just this endless loop of, of dopamine. And then there's also, of course, um, I, I don't want to say this is for an issue for most people. In my mind, it isn't. I could be off base in saying that is an issue for most people, but a lot of people, I, some people, not a lot of people, I think kind of fall into the trap of kind of viewing likes as social value of Mm -hmm. some sort so like people will they actually think i mean consciously think that the amount of likes they get on a picture
1: directly correlates like popularity or you know something something they think something's there that really isn't
0: yeah and it's it's absurd and i mean people really can get emotionally tied into this i mean if you i mean I mean, this is something I've done. If I haven't got enough likes on a picture, like I'll delete it because like mm-hmm. the picture didn't do well. Yeah, and and when you when in the context of like you know you know Instagram, you post the picture, you're on your own or whatever. it's not that absurd? It doesn't seem ridiculous. But when you take a step out, take a step back, and just think about it, that's kind of insane.
1: One of the uh, one of the things that I was thinking about was. Um a while ago, I, I'm not maybe not a while ago. I think a few months back, um, you know, Instagram. They used to like whenever someone would post a picture, they would put all the pictures in your on your feed in chronological order. So the most recent posts, you'd see yeah, the yeah. first thing when you open. them when you scroll down, you start going later and later and later posts. But what they've done is they changed it to um, having kind of, they kind of clump together posts. So like all of your sports media that you follow will be together. And then all of your, um, you know, let's say you follow like video games, all your video game um, posts will be together. And they kind of lumped it that way, which I, in my opinion, I think is kind of a, a way of making people be on the app longer and have them scroll through their feed longer mm-hmm. to search for the newest stuff that they really want to see. I mean, I'm, 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 that may not be totally correct, May not be. May not have been their intentions. But
0: personally, I think that's. It, I mean, they, it, it looks that way to me. They definitely had to have had some intention. Whether yeah. that's the, the intention that you laid out there is the one. Um, it could go either way, but there's obviously some intention, and that intention in some way correlates with keeping you on the app longer. Um, and just, just kind of an interesting. I heard uh, Brett Weinstein talk about this. like, And we kind of touched on this earlier. But 10 years ago, so the iPhone came out 10 years ago. I mean, this is this hasn't been like a straightaway thing. People are addicted to this hmm. like from day one. And obviously the algorithms and mechanics of this have gotten so much better. But 10 years ago, before anyone had an iPhone, and if someone asks you, do you want to sign up? You can get this cool phone. I mean, and this isn't to like undermine the a lot of cool things you can do with the phone. Like you can text people, communicate with people all the time. You can get where you need to go, you know, connect connect with people across the world. And that's that's great.
1: It's just a more convenient form of communication.
0: Yeah, much more convenient. But I mean, take this this kind of a value um value question of, of how valuable the phone is 10 years ago i say i have a phone i'm like do you want this phone you can do all this cool stuff that's really good but it's gonna suck up five hours of your time every day you're going to be addicted to it and i mean people are addicted to their phones like nicotine mm-hmm. um it's obviously not a. I mean it is not addictive in the same way in that you're physically like smoking or something but I mean, there is like a a chemical response in your brain. And I said, yeah, you, you, but you're going to be on this four hours a day. It's going to be addictive. You're not going to be able to get off. And, and I think people are quite hesitant initially when you raise this concern with them because everyone, I think everyone kind of thinks they're above this in some way. I, I don't, it's just really not the case. Like no one is above it. I mean, obviously they're extremes and their gradations along a spectrum of how addicted someone is to a phone, but I mean, would you take that deal?
1: Personally, You asked me personally, would I take that deal? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I probably would. T- you probably
0: take would it. take that deal?
1: I, I mean, mean, when I, when, okay, you know, when you think about all the great things you could do with an iPhone, you know, just reflecting back on the time that I had a flip phone, like for a very short period of time, it was like, I asked my parents, like, you know, I need a phone, I'm going to be at school, you know, let me get a phone, like... Mm-hmm. They got me, like, a flip phone. It was, like, so just hard to use it practically, you know what I mean? Anything outside of,
0: Texting you know, and calling.
1: You can't, even pra- you can't even text efficiently with that thing. It'll take you, like, three minutes to send off, like, a, a seven-word text. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, anything outside of the realm of calling, that thing is just I- impractical for, you know. So, uh looking back on the things I can do with an iPhone you know if I'm if I need something just you know go on Google if I'm you know in a situation where I need to check my email because I'm you know I'm not in the house just check my email check my bank account send someone a text send give someone a call you know use the GPS on the phone I mean that five hours of sucking you in does have its drawbacks but I think you know just the reflecting on the iPhone itself I think that the the, the pros just far outweigh the cons
0: yes but i think what's frustrating like is looking at this and i mean i've i've personally been genuinely convinced of like the concern because these algorithms are getting better and better and they're improving themselves and i mean the people that created them it's out of their control And it's kind of like the sci-fi like ai or um kind of spinning out of control but but what's frustrating as someone who's like because I feel like I'm quite aware of this issue. It's like, couldn't we have all of these benefits, right? Like being able to do things more efficiently. Like if you want to look up a word, you can just do it right now. You don't have to wait to go home and can get a dictionary, go mm-hmm. on the computer. Like have all the positive aspects of the phone, but take away the variable, which I mean, at this point it will probably never happened unless some alternative phone pops up which is just not likely is what i would say but i mean have a phone that has a great aspects of the phone and takes away this this kind of attention grab that these companies are at using these mechanics i mean to get you on amazon and and buy stuff you wouldn't have otherwise purchased you know what i'm saying you're
1: suggesting like Taking away social media almost from phones? No,
0: not not even necessarily social media because I, I don't think social media is like an intrinsically divisive platform. It's just the way they've gone about it. it. I mean, it's one thing if you're checking like Instagram like a few times a day, but I mean, I, I can say with a higher order of confidence that people are getting on Instagram like probably 30, 40 times a day and, yeah. and, and even if nothing new is coming up, you know what I'm saying? and that's it's a huge opportunity cost cuz that's something that's time you could be you could i mean if you ask people this time they'd say they'd rather spend doing something else but they're not doing mm-hmm. something else they're on their phone and that is a intrinsically divisive setup i mean in terms of the psychological mechanics of it so i'm not saying that social media is bad as like a concept it's really cool and you know all the cool stuff about it is marketed fairly well. I think everyone knows what's good about it. But what I do fail to see is, like, why why aren't we... I mean, we haven't done this in the most ethical way. Like, why can't we do this? Or we should be doing this. We ought to be doing this in a manner in which we get those benefits without all this uh, psychological bullshit, dare I say. I mean, just compelling people to use massive amounts of their time. Like it, in cases, I mean, in serious cases, like 30% of waking life that people are on their phones. I think the average is ranges is I think a bit lower than that. But, you know, why aren't we doing this in a more ethical way? Because we, we could be in, you know, of course, it's a market. Markets are really good for a lot of things. Um, Uh, you know for making great products and making money but uh, I think this is an instance where the market set up to be successful in that it's capturing people's attention it's making money I mean it's successful in that regard but it isn't set up the market is failing in that it's um, not resulting the best outcome on an interpersonal level so I mean we have been seeing like uh, huge increases in anxiety and depression I'm not going to make any claims about what social media and technology, what role it has in that. I, I'm not in a position to say. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence, that, but take that for what it's worth.
1: Okay, looking at this whole, you know, uh, social media, technology, time consumption, you know, this whole dopamine loop type thing. Looking at this from this whole, like, you know, kind of a general perspective, you know, if. In, in the minds of the people who run these companies and, you know, who, who their jobs... I mean, essentially their jobs are to keep people on. Yes. And to them, you know, they could give a rat's ass about, you know, if it's consuming five hours of your life, ten hours of your life, or one hour of your life, you know what I mean? It is their job to get you on the app, you know? It is how they make money, it's how the company makes money, that's what they do. And then, you know, from... Our perspective, you know, let's say, you know, for, for, let's take, for example, me, me and you's perspective, okay. You know, we see, you know, I, I mean, I would say, you know, you're, you're pretty conscious about the, consum- like, you know, time consumption for, on your phone. I'm pretty conscious about that. You know, we could say, oh, you know, man, why, like, you know, I think it's a bad thing that people are on their phones too much. I think that these companies are doing a bad, bad job of, you know making sure that people have equal time consumption you know i think that they're tr- they're selling out their product too much and you know and then there are people who aren't conscious of this and to them you know they who they don't care they don't realize that they're on their phone 5 hours a day i think that i think that people do need to become more aware of of you know how much time that their phone is taking away from their lives you know cuz i would say until maybe a few months ago, especially like over this last summer, I, I'd never realized how much I actually spent on my phone until I think you told me about an app that you had downloaded.: um, Yeah, it's
0: an app called Moments, and it simply just tracks how long you're on your phone each day.
1: Yeah, and then per app doesn't it doesn't do? Per yeah, app you as can, well? yeah you sit, can set yeah. up to do that. And... I never would, after like downloading that and having it for about a week, I never would have realized I spent you know anywhere from like an hour to two hours on Twitter a day. Yeah. You know, like it's 45, incredible. Forty five minutes on Instagram, you know, forty five minutes on Snapchat per day. You know, I would've never thought that. But now, you know, as I may as I make a more conscious effort to um, stay off my phone and try to use my time more you know, better than I did before, you know, I kinda under I, I think I reduced my overall time I spent on my phone by like an hour and a half or something ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I had I had a Similar result. I mean, there were days where I'd be on my phone like four or five hours. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been able to reduce that to like an hour and a half. Well, a little over two hours a day now. Um, And I think that's really great. And I think if more people knew about this app, again, the app's called Moments. That would be, uh, generally speaking, it would just be a good thing so people would become more conscious of how much they're using their phone. I wouldn't even say be
1: aware of the app; just be aware in general.
0: Just be aware in general. Because but what's but what's dangerous about it is how good the algorithms have become, and how good these are at capturing your attention. So, like, exactly. even someone who knows about it, someone who's, mm-hmm. no one is above this. Like I, like I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. I've listened to Tristan Harris, who's um, he's considered to be like the conscious or the conscience uh, rather of of Silicon Valley, and, like, I've learned a lot about this, and I'm, I still find myself being trapped in these loops. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what's incredible and could potentially be damaging as the technology improves.
1: I, I personally think that if if more people become, you know, conscious of what how much time they're spending, I think it almost forces the hand of the company to do something about it. You know what I mean? I,
0: I, I, can, I see what you're saying, and I think it would... Um, sparked some response of these companies like you know making some public statement doing something kind of gimmicky to quiet the rowdiness of everyone a lot of people did become upset by this mm-hmm. but i mean i mean even the this guy that resigned from facebook i mean he said these algorithms are out of our control like this is built in this is integrated in all these systems and there's no change And kind of a larger concern. This kind of plays into the whole concern over an AGI, which is um, a general intelligence, a general artificial intelligence, that is, that is kind of can act as like a person would, in that it can learn, it can improve itself. And there's kind of concern over um, uh, information explosion, because this thing would you know, increase exponentially. That's kind of a side tangent, something we can talk about another time. But there, I mean, there are a lot of smart people worried about this. Uh, that you know, Elon Musk, he started like an ethics board on uh, on AI to just start thinking about AI, which there's very little um, on at this point. And but kind of bring it back to the conversation of social media and technology.
1: Well, I think I think before we move on to that, I mean talking about the whole, you know, like, AI, AGI, all the, all you know, the self-editing algorithms and all that, it, it it, does bring up some concern, you know, like that, uh, and like Elon Musk, you know, he did, he did put together that ethics board, because there are some major ethical questions that comes with AI, like um, that robot, Sophia, I think her name is. Yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, people are, you know, asking the questions like, does she deserve citizenship, you know, this is something that can think for itself and talk for itself, and I mean... It's crazy to think about that we're moving that direction. It almost feels like it's a Terminator movie like.
0: I mean, it's an, yeah, the it's robots inc-
1: are going to take over. It's it's crazy to think
0: about. Yeah. And I mean, I'm going to kind of take the uh the Sam Harris line here in like once you admit that there's nothing really special about the wetware about human intelligence, like once you admit that uh that isn't the upper bounds of, you know, what and so how intelligent something could be mm-hmm. and that there you know there's just nothing necessarily special about the wetware. we filled with biochemical circuits more or less uh, in in the nervous system and the brain it's once you admit that you're pressed to admit how much of a concern like an AGI would be because even if you had a uh, an AI that was is just as smart as like a, any given just a, another person right mm-hmm. um, and obviously that would have it would have electrical it would have wires it wouldn't have biochemical circuits like human like we have um, and those circuits move about a million times quicker than than how we function
1: we're we're very limited.
0: We're issues. incredibly limited. And that's what's, it's in, like, it, this shines a light on that. But, I mean, this is just kind of an interesting uh, fact. Like, a, an AI that's no more intelligent than, uh, like, a room of Stanford average. researchers will say. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, there's every reason to think that it would be, like, infinite, functionally infinitely more intelligent than any person. But, I mean, that AI would be able to complete, like, 20,000 years of human progress in a week. I mean that's how insane this and this is where the information explosion comes from.
1: They and have I mean these these A, these AIs in essence have no bounds.
0: Not yeah, not at all. They
1: and can they, they can do they can look up they can understand anything that they want to understand
0: and operate so much quicker than we can. Yeah. And I mean if someone got I mean this is the there are two concerns. I mean, there's a, the more of this sci-fi. But nonetheless, I think it's a legitimate concern that this could get out of our control. I mean, we've already seen yeah, uh, algorithms and uh, intelligence get out of our control, mm-hmm. as in, like, the Facebook one. But then there's also the concern of, like, who's going to have control over this? Because this could more or less be the, like, the ultimate wealth-accumulating device. Yeah. I mean, you just have... You have all potential intelligence more or less at your hands and who's going to have control over this is it going to be a government it's going to be russia Is it going to be the united states how are we going to use this and i mean it could potentially be the ultimate labor saving device and there's all that realm to explore with universal basic income because um, anyone
1: anyone who has this technology they have their they essentially have no bounds either
0: yeah because they i mean they
1: have something doing the work for them that's boundless so anything that that anything that that busts out, you get too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's a major concern, and we've kind of strayed away from the technology uh, in the present day. But you know, like I said earlier, there are a lot of intelligent people. Again, like Elon Musk, he's the prime example. He's clearly a very intelligent person, well respected, unless you have some vendetta against Tesla. But I mean, there's no denying this guy's. Mm -hmm. I mean, very intelligent. He's, you know, SpaceX, Tesla, PayPal.
1: There are people with legitimate concern that, I mean, as of right now, you know, our our concern is you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram pulling people in and people spending you know, an average of four to five hours of, you know, time on on their phone. Mm -hmm. But there is there is, uh, a reasonable reason, to be uh, you know weary that this technology that we're using now on social media can escalate
0: to yeah.
1: to a point, you know, that we that it would be f- scary to have. Yeah. Just ba- boundless boundless information.
0: Yeah, and I mean it's just the ultimate like to have the ability to control so many people, which is kind of ultimately what this is. It's a race to the bottom in that it's just kind of this a race to see who can control people, the most. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, even if one company decides to back out of this this race, which we've already addressed that that would be a difficult thing to do. I mean, who's? To, I mean, another company will probably pop up in its place, and there are all the other companies doing this, and you know, all the perverse consequences of of addiction and wait. I mean, just wasted time. It's huge opportunity cost and you know and trying to get off of it i mean I w- like i actually wonder what it's like i'd love to talk to someone who's like gotten rid of their iphone and gotten like a like a flip phone and and how difficult of a th- that would be to do cuz like i honestly can't even imagine yeah like what it's like not having an iphone and mm-hmm. all the functionality it it has yeah and how tied in i am with it um, so I mean, we've covered a lot of ground here, a lot of ground, and I think we could definitely come back and unpack uh, some of these more specific ideas at a later time. Um, but yeah, we've we've covered a lot of ground, and it's a really interesting conversation to have. There's there's ethical concerns, and there's also just practical concerns. Mm-hmm. It's definitely an interesting field, um, and if you're interested in hearing more about this, uh, there's podcasts you can go listen to. It's waking up with Sam Harris it's number seventy two it's titled what is technology doing to us I think and uh, it's with Tristan Harris and Sam Harris and that's they had a really interesting conversation uh, the Joe Rogan experience I believe he's talked to Tristan Harris and uh, there's a lot of interesting information out there about this uh, if you want to get that moments I highly recommend it it's um, I think generally I think it's a really good app to have
1: yeah for, for someone who has a legitimate concern of how much time they are spending on their phone i think it's, it's a must to have
0: and, and and even if you don't have that concern just getting it just to see i mean how, yeah. mu- how much time do you think you're spending on your phone and how much
1: how much time do you, you, are act- you actually are you actually spending on, on your yeah.
0: phone so highly recommend that to you
1: all right so uh moving into the next story um i, I found this one kind of interesting um so there's a game. Uh, called Fortnite, developed by the company Epic. Me and you, we play this game, you know, so this one mm-hmm. kind of, you know... It's a good game. Yeah, we're, we're familiar with it. Um, so those of you who aren't familiar with the game, it is a it is a game style called Battle Royale. Basically a bunch of people get into one, you know, room, one map, and then, you know, just basically like a bloodbath, and, you know, whoever finishes last, whoever's the last alive wins. And that's pretty much how the game goes. So, um... This game has been—it's um, kind—I of, don't want to say it's taken the the internet by storm, but it's it's definitely uh, one of the biggest games out right now. And
0: Especially because it's free, yeah, and and it's, it's become pop very popular.
1: And I'd say it's it's sustained its success over the past you know three four months it's been out. Um, but so basically, uh, the company Epic that made this game is suing two gamers. Who, who are playing it for cheating. And it so happens to be that one of the players that they're suing is a 14-year-old boy. And wow. Yeah. So, now, I mean, the question here is, one, he, does he deserve to get sued? And two, is it ethical that the company sues a 14-year-old and takes him to court?
0: I mean... There's a good reason when, like, a 14-year-old, someone under 18, does something illegal, they usually get that scratched off the record by the time they turn 18 because, like, you know, do we really want to hold 14 year old boys, 15, 15-year-olds accountable for every stupid thing they do? Now that's not to say that, like, you know, if you do something and just clearly malicious, and you're a psychopath, like you know, something's got to be done about that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I mean, coming back from that extreme, um, I think there's a good reason we don't hold every teenage boy accountable, because teenage boys do stupid stuff. I mean, that's just a virtue of being a teenage boy.
1: I mean, in a in a in a situation like this, right? So, um, you know, they sent out, you know, they sent out they said, we're going to sue this kid, whatever, whatever, whatever. So the kid's mom came out with this letter to the court saying like, um, talking about how poorly Epic kind of handled the whole lawsuit thing. Um, she's kind of, she, she, she was saying that essentially they're using him as a scapegoat, kind of making an example out of him. So other people won't do this, Mm -hmm. which I think, you know, I think it's a little extreme, you know that they're going to sue a fourteen-year-old kid for something as frivolous as just cheating in the game. I mean, there are there are many reprecautionary measures that they could have taken besides suing a fourteen-year-old boy. I mean, I I understand that. Uh, um, what I read was that they have banned him on like multiple accounts, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know it. I understand it, it comes to a point where, like, you know, if he's just going to keep making accounts and keep using the same hack to win games, whatever. But, I th- I, I, mean, you know, here, I, I think I'm, I'm going to answer by the, by the question I set forth earlier, you know. The, you know, first question, I don't think it, w- it was right of the kid to use this cheat, you know. And I think one of the major arguments about the whole lawsuit thing is the company is saying that the kid made the cheat, you know, the mom is saying that he downloaded the cheat off of a website mm-hmm. and that the company is um, doing a bad job altogether all of going up against individual players, yeah, as opposed to the websites or you know the the, the creators of the cheats, which I think I think that that's a very valid point. I mean, what is what what do you have to gain from going up against individual players as opposed to the, the website that's making the cheats? I mean, if you have a hundred guys who are using the cheat, and you're going to sue fifty of them, and the company's still making the cheat, and another hundred players start using it, you're not really doing anything.
0: Yeah, it seems. I mean, I get what they're saying by they want to make an example out of this kid, but you're not really going after the real problem because people. I mean, if you want to go after the real problem, you got to sue well, the people who are making the cheat. Yeah,
1: this is barring that the kid didn't make the cheat, which yeah, I yeah. highly doubt he did at at fourteen I can't years imagine. old.
0: I mean, maybe he's a very resourceful 14-year-old, but I can't... That's difficult. Um, We'll take that for what it is,
1: but... I mean, even if you're a tech genius at 14 years old, the the ability for you to take this game that was developed and create a cheat for it and be able to take that cheat from your computer and implement it into the game, you know, I mean, I just... I just find it it implausible that that would happen.
0: Yeah, that seems... I would just say unlikely. I'm not going to yeah. say anything definitive, but that's yeah. just highly just unlikely. unlikely.
1: Um, but, yeah, yeah. so go, go, going back to the point I made earlier, I, the kid shouldn't have used the cheat, and I don't think that the company should be suing the kid.
0: So I mean, especially because there's not, like, any material damage to anyone. Like make, I mean, I, I could see making an example out of him in some sense, um, but... Suing him, I mean, yeah, that could potentially have like very serious repercussions for, for the, that for, for the kid I mean, and yeah, his for the family. Life, yeah, over something as trivial as like cheating in a game, mm-hmm. and I mean, a lot of people must be cheating in yeah. these games. So I'd say that it seems like they're, dare I say, taking this one too far.
1: Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, we could talk about all day. You know, if you know, the kids should have done it. If the company should have sued but i think this this brings up the the ethical question of should we hold fourteen year olds to you know this kind of um i don't i don't want to say standard mm-hmm. you know but to this put this uh are are we able to put fourteen year olds in a situation that adds these these kind of
0: disciplinary measures i mean to some extent I think discipline is a necessary tool Mm -hmm. obviously I mean it's it's a difficult question to answer but I mean obviously discipline can have its own repercussions like you you step over the line like with a 14 year old they're gonna and they'll just do it again whatever they did wrong Mm -hmm. and they'll do it again they'll do it worse Um, I mean to some extent we have like people just people need to be held accountable for these sorts of things and I know that's kind of taken the line of like a disciplinary figure which Mm -hmm. most certainly not but I mean when you when you I mean we don't punish 14 15 year olds as harshly as we would like a 25 year old for doing fairly malicious stuff and I think there's fair reason for that I mean I mean kids like teenage boys just aren't fully cognitively there I mean like I said earlier, it's just a virtue of being a teenage boy that you're going to do stupid stuff. I did stupid stuff going, when I was fifteen.
1: Going into the mind of a of a you know mid teen boy, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, or just just a mid teen in general, you know what I mean. You don't fully understand to the to the extent you're doing something, you know what I mean. Yeah, You yeah. You, you don't understand that you know like it, I kind of I kind of brought up to this this point in a in a previous podcast. You know, you, back then. You know, when you were a kid, a hundred dollars. You didn't really know what a hundred dollars was. You couldn't put a hundred dollars into context with anything. You know what I mean? Now, after working, you know, now that I'm, you know, in a, considered an adult, I understand what a hundred dollars is. A hundred dollars is like, you know, eight, eight hours at work. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? A hundred dollars can, you know, can can get you this, this, and that. But you know, as a kid, you don't you don't really understand what a hundred dollars is. And as a kid, you don't really understand to the extent of what you're doing yeah you don't know you, you don't really think like okay I'm gonna do this what kind of what kind of discipline you know what, what are the consequences of this they don't they don't really think like that they're just like
0: oh this seems cool I'm gonna do it And they haven't had these issues put into context and in the, in therein you'd want to put those issues into context by way of um, letting them experience the consequences of their actions in some sense mm-hmm. as in like letting them fail. Yeah, and then, and having some form of punishment, and I mean it's a, it's kind of it's a very weird issue because I mean there's there, there's a spectrum and there's extremes. There's people that do really bad stuff that, there, I mean yeah, there just has that. to be like if you kill someone you're fifteen, it doesn't matter that you're fifteen. Like yeah. they, you need to be taken off the streets because you're a ticking time bomb. But right. I mean and then there's everything else, like, behind that, like, every gradation to the other extreme where you just have, like, a good kid, you know?
1: There's a there's a big difference between a kid stealing a pack of gum at the grocery store and, you know, for example, those two girls that thought that Slenderman was real and cut yeah. up that girl and left her on the side of a highway. That you was know what insane. I mean? That was insane. You know, there's a there's a huge difference between those two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somewhere in the middle lies this kid who cheated at a game, and, you know, and Which got is, sued by the company. You know, so in my opinion, I I really don't think it's ethical that you sue a 14-year-old, you know, considering how, you know, considering in, in the grand scheme of life how frivolous cheating at a game seems. I
0: mean, is the most trivial issue in light of the, yeah. some of the other things we've mentioned.
1: I mean, I, I, I understand that. This company wants to get rid of cheaters. I mean, if I ran a game company or I developed a game, I don't want cheaters in my mm-hmm. game, but you know there are definitely you know some kind of disciplinary measures you could have taken before suing the
0: kid, yeah, and it goes back into the question, like to what extent do you need to discipline kids because there's I think it's kind of like a bell curve, <laughs> like there's a sweet spot I don't think you can ever get it exactly right,
1: yeah, yeah, that um, sounds about right you'll you can you can. There's, there's not one just definitive punishment for a kid.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it matters who the kid is, and there's, you know, you need discipline. You don't want too much. You can not punish someone enough for something really bad, and you can punish someone too much. And I, I think we've kind of settled on this that, yeah, I mean the it's the a, company that owns that runs Fortnite suing a 14-year-old for cheating in a game. I mean, he's going to learn. Like, it's going to hit him hard, but yeah. do you need to hit him that hard? Yeah, and yeah. I, I think clearly not. That's going to have repercussions for that kid.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that a kid cheated in a game is going to follow him his whole life because his family was taking a court over it.
0: And that—that's expensive, lawyers yeah, and stuff. I, I think mean, four and, and I or five hundred dollars an hour for a lawyer. Good yeah, lawyer. I think the
1: fine might have like it was a lawsuit and a fine of like one hundred fifty thousand dollars for the kid. Yeah.
0: Oh my lord.
1: That's, that's yeah. That's that's what I believe I read, um, but
0: I mean, if uh, barring whether or not that's the case, um, I mean, finding a kid one hundred fifty thousand dollars, well, his family. I mean, that's gonna put them in serious debt. I mean, that's insane.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, no matter who you are, I mean, one hundred fifty thousand dollars, one hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's not something that that you could just walk away from. But uh, yeah, I think I think we both agree that this whole situation is a little ridiculous. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, go yeah. When you when you talk about disciplinary measures with people under eighteen, you know, it's a multi-variable. Thing you know, you have there's to take so in, much to consider, yeah. There's so much to consider, and in this case, you know, I understand that this kid is a repeat offender of cheating in this game, whatever, but taking the kid to court is just an extreme that 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 I think is ridiculous.
0: I feel like they could just ban his um, because his what is it, ISP number, yeah, yeah. so like he just can't. I mean, because I, mean, let him I, the game I mean,
1: obviously, you know, they 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 have to know that this kid has been on multiple counts that it's been this kid and that it's coming from the cons.
0: same ISP yeah, so number I mean, every time
1: you know you could uh, yeah i think there are definitely measures that could have taken before taking the kid to court
0: yeah well i think we've uh, reached a conclusion on that one
1: yeah for sure
0: so that concludes this week's episode of the old news fresh thoughts podcast uh, on the subject of technology we really covered a lot of ground and we covered it uh, quite quickly. And I think that is a subject we will most certainly come back to, because as I said, we covered a lot of ground quickly. I think there are a lot of individual topics that we more or less brushed over that we could have a more um, a discussion that is specified in one of those areas and really unpack those ideas. Uh, because we did brush over it uh, fairly quickly, more quickly than I would have liked to. So I uh, I think you can expect that we will definitely come back to that. How soon, I'm not sure. Uh, but I did mention a couple of people uh, that you should definitely go listen to. Sam Harris, uh, he did a really great podcast with Tristan Harris, and I believe Tristan Harris has been on some other podcasts, not that I can name off the top of my head, uh, but that's number episode number 72 of the Waking Up podcast. It's titled, What is Technology Doing to Us? And that was a really great conversation. They really broke down a lot of these individual ideas. So if you want to hear more about that, I highly recommend you go there. And again, that's just kind of the ethics of technology and the state of technology now. And they really get into these algorithms and how persuasive and really addictive a lot of this technology is and it's a great conversation highly recommend you go check that out and again the app we talked about that tracks how long you're on your phone i highly recommend that it's free you can pay for the pro version which actually sets limits on your phone which i have that and it's really cool i highly recommend it if you're Uh, trying to use your phone less, although even with the app, it's surprisingly difficult. Uh, Again, that app is called Moments in the App Store, and I highly recommend you go get that if you're interested and no affiliation with them. Uh, But yeah, that concludes this week's episode of the Old News Fresh Thoughts podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and please uh, feel free to subscribe, uh, leave a rating, or review if you enjoyed, uh, and have a good one.